This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. It is 6.06. I'm Mike Casper. No Chris Walton today. Apparently he threw out his back yesterday or last night, tossing and turning in bed. Not sure which, but apparently he's in a lot of pain this morning. Can't move, so you got me. And of course you. Phone lines are open as usual because you're a part of the show too. You can even be more of a part of the show by participating at 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to be a part of the show, you can also email us. However, don't email Chris. Email Mike at KBOI.com. You can also text us, 208-336-3700. That text line is going to come uh, into play a little bit later this morning. We've got another chance for you to pick up your tickets to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl going on next Saturday. So you have Boise State playing this weekend uh, on Saturday in the L.A. Bowl, hosted by Gronk. They get a chance to uh, party with Gronk. The uh, football team left yesterday, by the way, so they are down there and uh, part of that uh, we're going to meet Gronk because he is hosting the event, so they get a chance to meet Gronk. Uh, they've got a lot of other festivities that will be going on. We'll be talking more and more about it. And, of course, kickoff will be coming up this coming Saturday afternoon. Uh, you'll be able to hear all the action here on News Talk KBOI for the final Boise State game. We'll give you more uh, updates on that particular game in sports because there is some uh, more coaching news uh, changes at Boise State University. We'll give you an update on that. Coming up here for you this morning. Uh, among other, th- there, there's so much we could talk about today, and I may just leave this up to you to decide because a- any one of these things could basically take over the show. Um, we we can talk about the COP twenty eight. Um, and that's basically the tw- COP twenty eight is. Um, conference of parties and this is the 28th time that they've met and this conference of parties it sounds like a fun thing um who knows maybe it it might be a fun thing um but basically they meet to decide how we can stop human caused global warming because everybody there all the nations there believe that it's humans is causing uh the climate change that is currently going on in our world now even though this is the 20th, 28th conference that has taken place, uh, it is interesting to note that the biggest users of fossil fuels and pollution and CO2 production in the world um, are not members of this conference. China is number one, India number two. So anything that the rest of the world does really doesn't mean a whole lot considering that they produce so much more. Those two produce more than any, all of the others combined, by the way. And they're not a part of it. Five biggest producers, CO2 in the world, which makes sense because China has the most people. They're number one, followed by India, who has the second biggest population, followed by the United States, which, once again, big population, so it makes sense. Um, Russia, who also, by the way, is not a member of the Conference of Parties, 
is in the top five. And the other one that doesn't make uh, a whole lot of sense, but it produces apparently a whole lot of CO2 is Japan. And I say that because Japan's not a huge country and they don't have a huge population like India, Russia, United States. I mean, Russia doesn't have a huge population comparatively to the other three uh, nations, uh, but Japan's very small considering that they're in the top five and they don't have a, a, a near as many people as the uh, other countries. Uh, but they made in a uh, hours-long back-and-forth debate, made an agreement late night last night that we'll talk about this morning. Uh, it's the beginning of the end of the fossil fuel era by laying the ground for a swift, just, and equitable transition of deep emission cuts and scaled-up finance when it comes to fossil fuels. What does all that mean? Nobody knows for sure, (laughs) other than the fact that they uh, agreed to it. And, of course, with an agreement like this, some people are really happy and other people were really pissed off. So we'll we'll talk a little bit about that. So uh, that's that's one thing we can talk about. Um, Another thing that we can uh, talk about, immigration. And, And I bring that up because of how many illegals we've had flowing into our country uh, since Joe Biden took office. Eight million. And those are known people that have come in. Nearly eight million illegals entering our country, arrested, and then released into the country. Now, that's the ones that we know. We have uh, another one million, according to the Homeland Security, that are gotaways that we don't know. This year, 75 of the people that were uh, arrested, illegals arrested, were on a terrorist watch list. Now, you know, I'm sure if you're on a terrorist watch list, you don't want to get captured when you're coming into the country. So they very well could be part of the million people that have come across that are gotaways. We don't know because they got away without being captured, without being arrested, and are somewhere in our country. Um, this has been something that is argued. Republicans have basically been calling for something to be done at the border, and the Biden administration has refused to do it. And this, basically, um, what we're talking about today when it comes to uh, immigration ties into the war going on in Ukraine. Um, and this is, this is what happens when you have somebody that wants something, and why, I don't care if it's Republicans or Democrats, why that if a Democrat wants something, and they, they need the support of Republicans to get something passed in Congress. Republicans will come back and say, all right, we will vote for you if you give us this. And it happens both ways. Republicans want to get something done in Congress. Democrats don't. They'll say, we'll vote for you and support your thing if you will give us this. Joe Biden has refused to do anything other than blame Republicans for the illegal problems that we've had since 2021, even though year after year... We have set a record for illegals coming into this country since he took office. A lot of it because of executive orders that he signed on the first week he was on the job. But Joe Biden wants something. So after three years of saying he wasn't going to do anything about immigration because it wasn't his fault, now he's saying he will do something about immigration. Why? Because he wants funding for the Ukraine-Russia war. And he's got Republicans who say, we're not giving you that funding. We're spending too much money on war. We have wars being fought on two fronts. Our um, 
ammunitions, our money being depleted, fighting these two wars. Uh, our budget is just completely out of control. And yet we sit there and do nothing on the border and you want money to go and secure another country. So if you want money to secure another country, you've got to do more to secure our country. And uh, surprise, surprise, Joe Biden is now willing to discuss the changes that he's willing to make at the border, including instead of letting those people who come across illegally and are arrested to be released into this country, saying, hey, sometime in the future, we're going to call you back to court to decide if you can stay. That time in the future may come, you know, next year, 10 years from now, or it may never come. Well, he's, he's agreed to at least talk about uh, some of those people coming across illegally instead of being released into the country, put back in the country that they came from. We'll talk about that coming up this morning. We'll also talk about the biggest news in Idaho yesterday. That's the in and out opening. Shocking number of people. Pictures. And uh, even even somebody here in our studio who went to in and out yesterday, uh, shockingly went to in and out. Uh, you're not going to believe how long uh, some idiot stood in line hey. just to get a hamburger. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a few minutes. Also, if you went to uh, in and out yesterday, love to hear from you. What was your experience? Give us a call, 208-336-3700. Time for our first check on what's going on with sports. This morning, it's brought to you by Pork Belly and Keto, the place to go if you want a delicious breakfast every day. It's going to be a little less expensive for you if you take advantage of the KBOI Sweet Deal, which is coming up Friday morning. Don't forget, 9 a.m., go to KBOI.com, click on the Sweet Deal link. $50 worth of food for only 25 bucks. Keep in mind, if you want to order more to give to all your friends and family for the holidays and stocking stuffers, you can do that. Just going to have to be there quick and order quickly because I uh, guarantee this is going to sell out very quickly. A 16-8 run from Boise State in the final 427 last uh, night in the first half put Boise State in control and heading to the locker room with a 15-point lead over Northwestern State. Another four three-pointers in the second half helped the Broncos to a 95-54 win over Northwestern State Tuesday night at Extra Mile Arena. The win is the 19th consecutive home victory for Boise State, which ties the program record. Dyson Degenhardt opened the second half, scoring the Broncos' first 11 points in the second half, extending the Broncos' lead to 54-35 at the 14-22 mark. Boise State held Northwestern State to shooting only 31% from the field after shooting 44% in the first half. The Broncos went on a 15-3 run to end the game, courtesy of three Roddy Anderson layups with four Broncos scoring in the final five minutes. Tyson Degenhardt dropped 20 points total, shooting 8 for 10 from the field, seven rebounds. Chabuzu Agbo scored 17 points to go along with five rebounds. Roddy Anderson knocked down 12 points. Cam Martin had 12 points. And Max Rice continued uh, scoring from beyond the arc. He scored 12 points, all of them coming from three point, uh, beyond the three-point line on four of nine shooting. As I mentioned, the win was Boise State's 19th straight win at home, which ties the school record for consecutive hope. Uh, home wins that was set uh, back in March of 1997. The Broncos' home streak is the fourth longest active streak in the nation right now. Broncos close out its four-game homestand coming up this Sunday. 
December 17th against Cal State Fullerton. Well, they will be going for a record 20th straight win. Once again, that game will be heard here on News Talk KBOI. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. In and out opened up uh, yesterday in Idaho. That was the big, 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 big news. Um, here's the other big news. I posted a picture of the lines yesterday um, at In and Out, and I, I, I basically let me find it here. It says I got off work today around noon. Decided to head to In and Out to see what all the fuss was about. It's now six thirty. I only have three more cars to go before I can finally order. This better be worth the wait. Uh, shocking to me how many people. Um, believed after our show yesterday and after the years of me saying that I don't stand in line, I don't care how great the food is, um, how inexpensive it is, um, if I have to stand in line for it more than like 10, 15 minutes, I'm going someplace else. So for those of you who really, I can hardly wait tomorrow to hear what your experience was like. Uh, My experience was that I was sitting on the couch while this was all happening. The funny part about this is, I was making a joke because I thought it was so ridiculous that I said, you know, that I had gone there and sat in line for six hours. Come to find out that people were actually in line for longer than that yesterday. Um, There were people reporting that they had an eight-hour wait to get a hamburger. Eight hours to get... You spent more time, if you left your car running to keep warm... You spent more time and money. You spent more money keeping your car worn with the gas you were using than it actually cost you to buy your burger. Now, as dumb as I was saying that I went there, uh, somebody on our show that uh, helps out and helps to make sure our show sounds great uh, was stupid enough to go. Um, Derek, <laughs> our producer. Derek, the producer, how long were you? Now, you went last night, though, so the line had died down a whole bunch. Hadn't yeah. It? Well, I actually, we went about 3.30, 3.45. Okay. So I will say this. You said eight hours. Oh, that's too long. I would not wait eight hours. <laughs> how long well, did you wait? Three and a half. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you, where exactly do you draw the limit of line waiting? Three and a half. Okay, so if it would have been three hours and 40 minutes, you were out of there. You would wait there, three yeah. hours and 30 minutes. But you're got, if, you're not, if you can't see the beginning of the line, you would have said, sorry, I'm out. There was no beginning. I mean, it was crazy. What did you do for three and a half hours waiting in line? I watched MasterChef Junior for an hour. (laughs) Just one hour? It got me in the mood to eat, so Uh that was good. Uh, My my wife worked from the car with a hotspot. That didn't sound right, but uh, yeah, she she hotspotted. Tell her I'm sorry to hear that. (laughs) But the sign said, when we pulled up, the sign said three to four hours. And so we're like, uh, what do so you they kept do? you they kept you updated totally, with signs yeah. saying you have a three to four hour wait if you're yeah. getting in line. Well, that, okay, that's nice of them, yeah. so that you don't think you don't get there and think, okay, eight hours later, I'm still not to the front of the line. Yeah, I saw very few people pull out of line. There was uh, there was one car that broke down, <laughs> and it, what a nightmare because we're twenty cars deep, four wide, so they had to get a tow truck in there. Oh and my so they god! Had to move all these cars, and then the lines got all screwed up, and then up to the tow it went. And the people went into the tow truck, so they never got their hamburger. 
And now, uh, how do you know that? They well, could maybe, because you maybe. can send the car away. Yeah, that's true. You can send the car away, and then you can go get in line. Yeah, at, at, a, at you know at the at the walk in, and then just Uber home. Because yeah, if, if you've been in line, and there's no way I'm leaving if I've been in line that long, and my car breaks down. That's you know, true. they don't even know if the car broke. You don't know if the car broke down. They could have ran out of gas. That could have been a repo, I, or it could have <laughs> ran out of gas. That's true. Sitting in line with the with, car running. They had people with gas cans. They had employees. Oh, get with, out of I, here! I don't know if they were filling generators or oh, filling. Oh my cars. No. goodness! I got a full tank before right, we, I got there. We, I, we're up on time on this. We've got to get to break here. We're going to talk more about this coming up. Plus, if you went yesterday, what was your experience like? Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Broadcasting from the Auto Ranch Studios on ninety three point one FM and six seventy AM. We are News Talk KBOI. 634, 37 degrees in downtown Boise as we get underway today. Uh, another good day on Wall Street yesterday. Looks like we could be starting off another good day today as the Dow futures are up 35. Not up a bunch, but hey, they are green as of right now. NASDAQ is up 33, S&P up just a little bit, so we're about... Uh, 25 or 55 minutes ahead of the opening um and today is the day this is uh, all being made ahead of the uh, fed making an announcement on whether or not they will keep rates the same that's what's expected that they will keep rates the same and not see an increase um not too many people uh, also expecting um the fed to announce that they will start to decrease rates however this is where everybody pays attention after uh the meeting they will listen to fed chairman jerome powell to see if he frowns um what he says it doesn't it doesn't matter what he actually says in the prepared statements it's a question and answer afterwards when he starts talking about what will be going on in 2024 that people will pay attention to to try to get any guidance on whether or not the fed will start easing those rate increases so that we can start to see the rates come down and that of course will have a good effect on the stock market and what you've probably been seeing so far we'll talk with jeremiah bates coming up here in about 45 minutes to get some guidance on what to uh expect today but that meeting is going to be coming up i believe before the end of uh jeremiah's updates today so you you may hear some guidance on that coming up later on this afternoon our phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Keep in mind, um, text message, uh, also open at 208-336-3700. Uh, stay close to your text because we're going to have a chance for you to text and win uh, another pair of tickets to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. We'll give you details on that coming up here very soon. And if you went in and out, or if you're still in line, are they open? How late? You know, they only stay open until 1 o'clock. However... It's day number two. You would think there would be no lines today. That's apparently not true. We'll talk a little bit more about that with some idiot that actually went and stood for three and a half hours or sat in a car three and a half hours in line uh, yesterday afternoon. Um, Get more on that for you coming up. If you want to hear your experience, go ahead and give us a call. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The day we've finally been waiting for has finally arrived. It's the grand opening of In-N-Out. And I know a lot of people have been waiting, have been excited. I've been excited. I've been talking to locals and people are just ready to finally have a munch in one of those burgers. And I, I've been, you know, stalking out the last two weeks of In-N-Out, trying to see if what the updates were, if it was going to open, if it was going to, you know, take two more years to open. And it's finally here. It's finally open. I talked to some folks yesterday who said they stayed in their car 
overnight. And I talked to them this morning. I saw them again. And they're like, yeah, it's been a long, long morning. And I'm like, all right. They said the first thing they're going to do when they get home, take a big nap, of course, after they eat their <laughs> In-N-Out burger. But people are not only in line for food. They're also in line for the pop-up merch shop as well. Mm. They're selling uh, merch commemorating the opening of the store. Good and what's commemorating the store, this store is the first location in the state of Idaho um, I guess the spokesman review did an article uh, yesterday uh, about the opening here, um, claiming that hey, it's only a six-hour drive now to get to the closest In and Out in Spokane. And we make jokes of this, but there were people in line yesterday, not from Boise, who had driven hours to be some of the first people to go through the In and Out. Derek, uh, our producer, was there for three and a half hours yes, yesterday. It's affirmative. <laughs> It was a good time, Mike. What I what I'm really upset with is you were in line that whole time. Could have you're already in line. Could have brought me back a burger. And what do I get? A stupid paper hat from In and Out. Thanks for nothing. I brought a picture. Yeah, thanks of for the, the picture. That's great. And I intended there are four burgers. You see four burgers. I intended to bring you one, but <laughs> after I ate the first one, it was so good. I ate the second one. <laughs> now we talked about. Uh, I'm I, I'm curious if there are people in line this morning because I know people would go. Well, they got open. Um, the rush is out of the way now. I can go today, and uh, apparently that is not true. You had talked to somebody there yesterday yeah, that said right. this is. You can expect the lines like this for how long? A couple of months. That's what she said. So I, you're probably not going to see. And there were people who claimed they were in line yesterday for eight hours. I, I doubt if you're going to see the eight hour lines, but. My guess is you could be waiting a couple, three hours, and what were, what were the reasons yeah. that they said that they they were going to have to wait so long? Well, they said that because it's a, a single store in Idaho, right? It's the first one, store number 400, mm-hmm. uh, but it's the first one here, so people will drive, like you were talking about. They'll drive from Oregon, they'll drive from Twin, the, wherever, to have an In-N-Out burger, like any of us who used to drive to Utah to get one. So this will continue for a couple of months. And um, yeah, you can see two, you know, two hours. Yesterday, because Utah's been open for a while, you probably could have driven to Utah <laughs> and back and had your burger in less time than it took you to get your burger here at the first In and Out in yeah, Meridian. Eight hours? Yeah. yeah. That's I, you crazy. Know, I will say this, and I know we're up against time, but I, I will say this. If you go at mealtime, that's when it's heavy because we were there at three something and it was three, yeah, and a, three, three something you, in and out in three and a half hours. Not bad. <laughs> I love the fact you brought me back uh, uh, a placeholder that gives, sells some of their swag, uh, and that the hat says "In and Out, no delay." I, I call BS. I didn't know it said that. Yeah, it says no delay. Yeah, no eight-hour delay. All right, time for another another check on what's going on with uh, sports once again this morning. Brought to you by Pork Belly and Cune, a place to go if you want breakfast, lunch. Coffee, hip drips, neat uh, food. Uh, once again, our special KBOI sweet deal goes on sale. $50 gift certificate Friday morning at 9 a.m. The Boise State football pe- team now appears uh, set to go with a true freshman at quarterback. C.J. Tiller has been named as a starting quarterback for the L.A. Bowl on Saturday. Spencer Danielson um, confirmed that yesterday morning that Tiller will be QB1 as the Broncos left Boise to arrive in Southern California yesterday afternoon. While Danielson said the competition will remain open for the redshirt sophomore Colt Fulton, the coach said he expects Tiller to be the starter when the Broncos take the field Saturday against UCLA. Tiller was the early enrollee, you might remember, for the Broncos participating in spring ball this year. He battled with uh, Max Madsen uh, throughout 
fall camp with Madsen getting the nod to be Green's backup to start the season. Though all accounts this fall, the backup was neck-and-neck battle. Madsen ended out just edging Tiller. Former Boise State coach Andy Avalos, who was fired November 12th, said at the time Madsen partially gained the edge just because he had been there a year, year longer than Tiller. Danielson, however, left open the possibility that both could see time in the L.A. Bowl, but again, that depends on what practices look like this week. Boise State flew to Los Angeles yesterday, scheduled to hold practices uh, today, Thursday at El Camino College, roughly about five miles south of SoFi Stadium, which is the site of the game on Saturday. I did watch some of uh, C.J. Tiller's high school. By the way, C.J. Tiller has a lot of uh, experience. He started all four years for his high school football team. So he started as a freshman in high school. Um, he's got a quick release, and he's got a pretty strong arm, but uh, we'll see if he can stand up to the rigors of playing against a Pac-12 team. Once again, game happening this coming Saturday afternoon. Uh, kickoff is 5.30. You can hear all the pregame with Richie Bronco, Jay Bakes. That starts at 12.30. And then Pete Cavender, Bob Beeler at 4.30 uh, with uh, getting you ready for kickoff at 5.30. You can listen across our entire network everywhere. KBOI is heard. You'll be able to hear the game all across KBOI and its network. Day from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's a deal applauded by many, but digging into the language, it's less clear. It was the third version presented in about two weeks, and the word oil doesn't appear anywhere in the 21-page document. It projects the world peaking its ever-growing carbon pollution by the year 2025, but it gives ample wiggle room to individual nations like China to peak later. Hmm. So, um, the COP28 Conference of Parties, that's what COP stands for, COP28 Climate Summit ended yesterday. Last night. Late into the night. They finally made an agreement to begin the end of fossil fuels. Not sure how that's going to work. Haven't really said how it's going to work. They've just made an agreement to make beginning of the end of using fossil fuels because the belief is that fossil fuels is what's causing our planet to warm up. Government ministers representing nearly 200 countries agreed to the deal it calls for the transition away from fossil fuels after a previous proposal was met with heated and widespread backlash um, with an unprecedented reference to transitioning away from all fossil fuels. The UAE consensus is delivering a shift that has the potential to redefine economies, especially if part of this, as we have seen in the past, and the best way to make people change is to tax the hell out of them. Like I said, we have not heard specifics from this agreement as of yet. None of the specifics have really been uh, released. But this was an agreement made last night. Now, keep in mind, out of the 200 countries that took part and take part in these annual, actually, they happen even more than once a year, the uh, summits, the two biggest Polluters, the two biggest users of fossil fuels, the two biggest producers of CO2 in our atmosphere, and three of the top five don't take part. 
So no matter what the agreement is, they don't have to follow along because they never agreed. Talking about China, talking about India, number one and number two in the world producing CO2, producing pollution. They don't make an agreement. So even though the rest of the world, whatever this agreement ends up being and whatever they have agreed to do to start to eliminate fossil fuels and become net neutral by 2050, which is not a long ways away in the grand scheme of things, those two countries, and Russia, by the way, who is in the top five, is also not a member of these 200 nations that participate and make agreements on cutting back as they have fossil fuels. But, of course, we all know that, you know, if the United States is cutting back, which, by the way, we have cut back a lot over the last two decades already. But because, you know, we know that China has a barrier that if they produce all this CO2 and all these pollutants, um, that barrier stops right at the borders of China. It doesn't go out to the rest of the world, right? Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. What are some of the things you think we are going to see over the next decades to get to net zero? A new poll shows that a shocking number of French citizens support banning people from flying more than four times in their lives due to climate change. Not four times a year, not four times a month. They agree that French citizens should be banned, and not just French citizens, everybody should be banned from flying after they've flown four times in their lifetime. That poll is uh, from Consumer Science and Analytics Institute, found that 41% of citizens would support such a limit. The number rose to 59%. Support among 18 to 24-year-olds. Suggested limit proposed by um, engineer Jean-Marc Janavaki, hope I pronounced that right, would apply to air travel for business and pleasure. So not just vacationing. If you if you fly for business, no more flying for business. Now can, why... Can you take a boat? Uh, well, yeah, because I, mean, I, I mean, there wasn't a part of the polling so yeah maybe maybe a boat would be okay i mean i don't know i mean you have sailboats you don't have sailplanes <laughs> um now how this ties into flying because this is interesting if this is such an important process that we need to get rid of all fossil fuels become net neutral that it's fossil fuels that is causing global warming and you know, we have politicians that think that this is so important that, you know, hey, tax the hell out of it and that will cause it. Because, you know, when you get people talking about this, the, the way to control it is by taxing it. So if it's so important, why are people still flying to summits like this? The Biden administration facing heavy criticism from Senate Republicans uh, for sending dozens of representatives, including Vice President Kamala Harris, multiple cabinet members to the United Nations Climate Summit that just ended yesterday. All of them, of course, flying on airplanes because this summit took place in Dubai. 
The uh, Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee's ranking member, Senate John Barrasso of Wyoming, sent a flurry of letters to members of President Biden's cabinet this week demanding they justify the trips to the U.N.'s summit in Dubai, which began last week and ended yesterday. He questioned why officials needed each to fly to the summit, which I'm sure that, you know, you've got a dozen people flying. They probably all took a different airplane. Some of them flying private, by the way, airplanes. A significant number of Biden bureaucrats will be driving across the, uh, traveling across the globe. Taxpayers dime, he said. Why? Even though the COP28 has established a dedicated virtual platform to foster online participa- participation, federal climate crusaders will spend the hard-earned money of the American people on airfare, hotels, and fine dining as they participate in person. Once again, if they wanted to meet, and they think this is so important, they could have met virtually. They could have done this virtually. But no, it's so important that we're going to burn fossil fuels on an airplane to fly to Dubai so that we can participate. So that we can use taxpayer money to eat, drink, stay in hotels for 10 days for this climate conference. So I asked the question as we go into break here to uh, take another look at sports. If it's this important and they think this is this much of an emergency, why are you still causing a huge footprint, energy footprint, CO2 footprint, by attending things like this when you could be doing it online and showing everybody that you're not a hypocrite? Phone calls, emails, we'll get to some of those coming up here for you uh, on the way just a little bit. If you want to email us right now, email mike at kby.com. Chris is out. Um, he says his his back is out. That's what he says. I have a funny feeling he's in line for in and out I, I, <laughs> I don't know for sure. I just have a funny feeling that the back is an excuse because he wanted to be first in line today and is probably just waiting in line in his Uber. Um, this update on sports, by the way, is brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Place to go for breakfast. They're open as they are every day, seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Get in. Find out why everybody's talking about Pork Belly and Cuna. Former Boise State football coach Andy Avalos has a new job. TCU announced that he uh, uh, has been hired as a new defensive coordinator. Avalos went 22-14 and 14 in three seasons as head coach at Boise State. He spent two years as defensive coordinator at Oregon before returning to his alma mater as a head coach back in 2021. Now, he was fired, you remember, on November 12th. He still has two years left on his contract. He was not fired for cause, according to a spokesperson for Boise State, which means the university still owed him a buyout that amounted to $3.4 million. Um, some of that money now will be uh, coming back. That figure will be reduced because he found new employment within the time frame of the five-year deal he signed in 2021. Meanwhile, in other coaching news, Kane Ione, who was Boise State's co-defensive coordinator since 2021, will not be coaching in the L.A. Bowl this Saturday as he was named as Nevada's defensive coordinator under first-year head coach and former Boise State coach Jeff Choate. Boise State head coach Spencer Danielson confirmed that Ione had taken another job and would not coach with the Broncos in their bowl game on Saturday. With Ione's departure, Danielson now has two openings to fill on his staff in addition to the defensive coordinator position, which, by the way, uh, Danielson said he will handle defensive coordinator um, 
as well as head coaching duties for this Saturday's game. He was the uh, defensive coordinator before being named head coach. Um, Danielson said that he will handle the D.C. duties for the game, but he expects to have both coordinators uh, for the 2024 season announced before the game. So we can expect news coming out of who will be the next official permanent defensive coordinator plus the other coaching position uh, before this Saturday. At least that's what he claims. KBY Newstime, 717. Casper and Chris on iHeartRadio app. We are News Talk KBOI. Here about uh, eight minutes ahead of the uh, opening. S&P is up just a little bit. NASDAQ also up as of right now. Um, Just a question for you, Jeremiah. The Fed going to announce later today whether or not they're going to be holding interest rates dropping on interest rates, increasing on interest rates. Um, I, I, I take it from what the stock market has been doing this week that they probably think nothing is going to happen uh, because if they thought that rates, they were going to announce rates were going to decrease, we'd probably see a huge jump in stocks, wouldn't we? Right, and I think that's it's a good point. I, I don't think... My opinion with the Federal Reserve meeting is that they will not make a move on interest rates. And we've seen this in the past where, you know, there's general consensus on what our central bank is going to do at this meeting. And I think that's the case this time around. But where it gets interesting and what we've seen in the past is, you know, there's going to be prepared commentary. So you're going to have their policy statement. They're going to give you their interest rate decision. They're going to show you the dot plot, which might cause some drama of how all the central bank members feel of where interest rates should go. Um, so that might cause a little bit of turmoil, not necessarily in the markets, but commentary from market pundits such as myself. Uh, they'll give us, they'll give a summary of economic projection, things like that. Th- those are all prepared. I don't think those are going to move the needle that much. However, at the end of all that, we run into Jerome Powell's press conference and that in the past that's what's shaken things up i mean because there's literally been times where they have their prepared commentary and jerome powell will do a q a or a presser and he almost alludes to something completely different in his commentary so if he's muted and says something without really saying anything then yeah i think things stay status quo the market's been on a decent run obviously as we've seen and i think that it will continue because again the market is is not projecting any interest rate cuts at this meeting, any interest rate hikes. However, when you're looking at the dot plot and you're looking at the commentary, you could get a little bit of insight on how the central bank is going to view things moving forward. I think what they're like, they're going to stick to their guns likely and say, Hey, we still have this fight to get the, to this 2% inflation mark. Now we did have more inflation data released this morning in the form of the producer price index, which measures inflation at the wholesale level. And that was flat. It was basically unchanged from the previous month. So again, it's a more, it's another piece of positive news, I guess, in the overall inflation picture that we're not seeing trend up. I mean, we've seen a decent decline from where we were a little over a year ago and it's going to be i'm interested to see how the central bank is is digesting this economic data so again good news on the inflation front from the cpi that was yesterday producer price index let's see how the central bank uh wraps that up and presents that as far as their decision making but again i think the takeaway today is don't expect any anything wild or or any um any commentary from the central bank of where they're going to go unless jerome powell frowns (laughs) <laughs> or raises an eyebrow, and then you you see stocks swing wildly for a few minutes. 
Which, I mean, and, and, and I think as an investor, you got to take this for what it is, right? I mean, if you're dumping money in your 401k, you're a long-term investor, no matter what the immediate knee-jerk reaction is, should this change your strategy? I would say absolutely not. Right. This gives us some insight of how these people are going to make decisions moving forward. All right. Uh, we'll keep an eye on things, get some updates throughout the day. And then uh, here, um, me, he's going to make his announcements before you're done later today, right? So you can yeah, give us an update yeah, on be, that news. All right. Yeah, usually around noon, 1230 our right. time, we'll have that info. All right. And then we'll uh, talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thank you. It's 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Chris Walton, uh, once again out today, um, he claims he threw out his back and... I, I, I say he claims that. I have a funny feeling that he, just like uh, Nate Showman, when he uh, didn't come to work on Monday, was was in line for In and Out. And and I think Chris, you know, heard all, everybody talking about how great In and Out was, and didn't want to go in line yesterday. So he's going to be first in line this morning. That's what I think. I, I don't have any confirmation on that, however, but. He claims his back is out, and that's why he couldn't. I, I still think he's probably in an Uber right in front of just waiting till 1030 when uh, In-N-Out opens this morning. Uh, stick around. Coming up after the top of the hour, going to have details how you can get the tickets to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl coming up here this coming, uh, not this Saturday, but next Saturday. We'll have another free pair of tickets. You'll be texting uh, to win. Uh, also, once again this morning, talking about the just-finished-up Top 28 Summit. Um, climate summit. Um, before we get to that, I got uh, Randy standing by. I just want to give you some breaking news. Um, Hunter Biden um, is right now appearing at a news conference. Um, not a big deal that he's appearing at a news conference. However, um, he is appearing at the news conference at the exact t- same time that he was scheduled for the uh, GOP led House Committee deposition. So he's supposed to be. In the house right now, not because he got an invite, because he got a subpoena. Now he did say that his lawyers did say that he uh, wasn't, you know, going to uh, honor their request uh, unless their deposition was public. Which the committee said depositions are never public. There's reasons for the depositions not to be public. The hearing later, if there is a hearing, um, would be public as they wish. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. I don't know. You know, if he's just going to show up late for his subpoena or if he isn't going to show up at all, because as I just mentioned, this is breaking news. He's currently uh, at a news conference making statements um, at the exact same time when he was uh, subpoenaed to be in the House committee this morning. So we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, Randy and Meridian listening on 93.1 FM. Thanks for being patient this morning. Um, talking about the just finished up climate summit in uh, Dubai. And you wanted to weigh hey, in on Mike. that? Yeah, good morning, Mike. And, uh, boy, you, you nailed it on pretty much all of that. I'm just going to reiterate that. Um, really, you, you can't get on planes. Well, you all just flew there, you freaking idiots. You know? <laughs> Come on. Well, we don't know that for sure. Maybe they walked. <laughs> maybe they maybe they maybe they you know uh, they took electric vehicles and they walked to dubai from oh, wherever they came from Lord, no Lord i'm, help us, I, Lord I'm help being us. sarcastic but obviously hey, we know here's the other they thing. all flew you already hit on this yeah you already hit on this china and india aren't going to change their deal 
So it doesn't matter what everybody else does. They're the biggest polluters in the world. Randy, didn't you hear me earlier? Yeah. When they when they pollute, but when they pollute, Randy in China or India, everybody knows that that pollution stops right at the border and stays within the border of China and in (laughs) in India. It doesn't go out to the rest of the world. We don't we don't suffer from that pollution. It doesn't it doesn't cause it only causes climate change and global warming, human caused global warming in those countries, no place else. Oh, of course. That's correct. 100% correct. And by the way, I wanted to throw one last thing in here. Boise State, if we can block up front and get those stud running backs, Ashton Genty and uh, George Halani going, we might be able to win that game. I, I think we really could. Yeah. I think we could. I'd be going it, there if I could. But it is going to be interesting to watch because it's power against power. Um, all year, they have only allowed three rushing touchdowns, and you obviously have watched aye, the games. Aye, aye. Yeah, you've you've yeah, seen how tough. good offense. I mean, the running backs are good, but you can't do what those running backs have done without a great offensive line, right? And they have just no, no, done a great the job. So. Gotta, they gotta they gotta do it, and their defensive line is. I'm I'm from down there. I know how good UCLA is. Yeah. They got tremendous talent. Randy, thank you for the call. But, Appreciate uh, it. Hey. 7.45, uh, more of your phone calls. You want to weigh in this morning? Phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you uh, want to email, remember, just email mike at kboi.com. Chris is out today. Uh, final check on sports brought to you by Pork Belly and Kuna. Don't forget, if you love Pork Belly, if you've never been there and want to try Pork Belly and get a great deal on it, don't forget, KBY Sweet Deal this coming Friday morning at 9 a.m. You'll be able to get a $50 gift certificate to Pork Belly for only $25. Uh, great gift idea. You can buy more than one as long as you're quick because uh, there is a limited number once they're gone. They are gone. A 16-8 run from Boise State last night in the final four. 27 of the first half put Boise State in control and headed into the locker room with a 15-point lead, which they never gave up against Northwestern State. Another four three-pointers in the second half helped the Broncos to a 95-54 win at Extra Mile Arena. The win is the 19th consecutive home victory for Boise State, which ties the program's all-time record. Dyson Degenhart opened the second half scoring. The Broncos' first 11 points, extending the Broncos' lead to 54-35 at the 14-22 mark. Boise State held Northwestern State to only 31% shooting from the fields in the second half after they shot 44% in the first half. The Broncos went on a 15-3 run to end the game, courtesy of three Roddy Anderson layups with four Broncos also scoring in the final five minutes. Tyson Degenhart led the scoring with 20 points, shooting 8 for 10. 80% from the field with seven rebounds. Uh, Chibuzo Agbo, uh, uh, Abo scored 17 points, go along with five rebounds. Roddy Anderson knocked down 12 points. Cam Martin, 12 points. And Mac Rice, Max Rice, uh, looks like he may have finally shot himself out of his uh, early season three-point shooting slump. Uh, he was four of nine shooting, and all four of those shots were from beyond the arc. The Broncos close out their four-game homestand this Sunday against Cal State Fullerton. Boise State will be uh, going for a program record. Consecutive home win streak of 20 games. Once again, you can attend that game in person at Extra Mile Arena, or you can uh, listen to hear all the action once again at your home for the Boise State Broncos News Talk, KBOI. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI. 
It's a deal applauded by many, but digging into the language, it's less clear. It was the third version presented in about two weeks, and the word oil doesn't appear anywhere in the 21-page document. It projects the world peaking its ever-growing carbon pollution by the year 2025, but it gives ample wiggle room to individual nations like China to peak later. Well, I mean, <laughs> we're, we're going to let them do what they want. They can they can peak sometime in the uh, in the in the future because uh, they don't listen to anything we say anyway. Still don't have uh, direct specific details of the climate summit deal that was done late last night. The summit ended yesterday after uh, ten days. Um, transitioning. Specifically, the agreement is to transition away from fossil fuels, coal, natural gas, oil, even though, as you heard right there, oil was never specifically mentioned. Why was oil specifically not mentioned? My guess would be that some of the people taking part in this, as a matter of fact, you remember that this summit took place in Dubai, Saudi Arabia. What's Saudi Arabia known for? Oil production. What's their What's their number one export? Oil. Some of the nations taking part. That's the only means they have of making money. Through oil production. So is this actually trying to get something done? Or do they need some publicity to say, hey, we met for 10 days um, we didn't really agree to anything, but this is a way to say, hey, we agreed to something. Look, we're, we're, we're doing this to try to start to put an end to fossil fuels in the nation so that we can put an end to global warming for those that believe. And there are people that, you know, do believe that humans cause climate change and others, and I'm talking people and scientists both, don't think that climate change is caused by humans. There's so much of this. This is so hypocritical. Because we mentioned earlier this, this morning that everybody from the United States that uh, the Biden administration sent over, there were uh, a, about a dozen people who were officially there as part of the business in the United States um, flew there. You, you can't walk to Dubai. You can't get an electric vehicle and drive to Dubai. You have to get on a plane, use fossil fuels, and you have to fly there. Even though, specifically, the climate summit was set up so that you could do all your meetings, take part, listen in digitally. You do it on. You didn't have to get on a plane. You you never had to leave the country. You never had to use taxpayer money to stay there for the summit eating food staying in hotels taking rides which and i'm sure in dubai was an electric vehicle to and from the summit your thoughts 208-336-3700 there's some other problematic things that are uh going on uh even with this announcement and I, and i'm talking about here in the united states and even here in idaho with a huge experiment that has been worked on for a couple of decades that was supposedly supposed to get 
cheap, free energy to the nation. However, the company is canceled because they say that it's not efficient enough. We'll talk about that more coming up. If you want to get through, 208-336-3700. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Once again, uh, Chris Walton is uh, out today, uh, threw out his uh, back apparently yesterday. Like I said, that, that's what he says. I firmly believe that he is right now in line at In-N-Out Burger trying to beat the rush for a second day in a row. By the way, if you if you had thought because people were in line yesterday up to eight hours that there would be no line today, um, uh, apparently that's not true. The uh, people at In-N-Out say that you can expect lines, similar lines, maybe not quite as long for the next, what did they say, three months? A couple of months. <laughs> yes. our, our producer... Um, had nothing better to do yesterday uh, late afternoon, so he spent three and a half hours in line waiting to get uh, his burgers, and then was so nice, um, decided that we were too fat and decided not to bring in a burger for us to try this morning. That is not exactly how he, that happened. He, I bought he the said, burger. Yeah, he just, you just ate them. And, I couldn't and then his excuse, your excuse was, well, it was going to be you know cold. Yeah. Well, we have a microwave here. I could have easily sick. warmed this thing up but he was so nice to bring us a stupid paper hat so thank you very much hey the hat's adjustable too <laughs> phone lines are open 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless um right now for the next two hours we're going to give you a chance to get your tickets to the famous idaho potato bowl all right chime to text 208-336-3700 today you're texting the word spuds s-p-u-d-s that's it spuds to 208-336-3700 out of everybody who texts in this morning before 10 o'clock all right before 10 o'clock you will be in on the grand prize we'll pick one at random to get a pair of tickets to the uh, idaho famous idaho potato bowl georgia state utah state next saturday on the blue at boise state i bet that just drives utah state crazy that they have to play there on the blue too bad for them well um Taking your phone calls and emails once again this morning, and we're talking about the United Nations Climate Change Conference, which ended yesterday uh, after hours of negotiating late last night. They made an agreement that will signal the beginning of the end of the fossil fuel area era. The language purposely vague, but as the president of the climate summit, Sultan Al-Jabir, sees it... It is an enhanced, balanced, but make no mistake, historic package to accelerate climate action. The agreed deal says the transition will be done in a way that gets the planet to net zero greenhouse gas emissions in 2050. And it projects a world peaking its growing carbon pollution by 2025. Tom Rivers, ABC News at the Foreign Desk. There you go. I just laid out all the specifics of exactly what's going to happen, and I don't know anything more than when this completely started. Because as you heard right there, it is purposely vague because they don't want to piss anybody off because they know that they can't enforce this on China. They can't enforce this on India, the two biggest polluters in the world. So what does all this mean? You know, if you wanted to prove something in this climate conference yesterday and prove that, you know, it might be as serious as 
you have people like John Kerry and Al Gore saying that it is that um, you know Antarctica is not going to have any Arctic ice soon. That by 2015 there were going to be no more glaciers. Oh wait, that came and went. Al Gore predicted that, and that's not true. Um, but if you wanted to prove something that you were really not being hypocritical, you could have announced as part of your climate agreement that beginning with the COP29, which, by the way, stands for uh, Conference of Parties, and this was the 28th conference, so COP29, you could have proved you weren't being hypocritical by saying, uh, starting in 2029, with all this trying to get to net neutral by 2050 for the world, we're going to start all of our summits from now on, our climate summits will all be online. Nobody will be flying. Nobody will be using fossil fuels to come. The only way you'll be able to come, be allowed to participate in a climate change committee is if you're close enough that you can get into an electric vehicle and drive or that you can get in and walk to it. Otherwise, nobody nobody that takes part anymore, none of the 200 nations will forevermore ever be allowed to use fossil fuel airplanes. Did they do that? No. Jeremy and Boise listening on 670 AM. Good morning to you. Uh, good morning. Yeah, there's, there's, man, there's just way too much to say on the topic um, for the amount of time that we have. But uh, one thing I'll say, that it was said in the announcement effort that someone, one of the leaders at COP28, Saying that uh, this is the beginning of the end of the fossil fuel era, um, we're we're pretty much there already. When we started fracking, that's uh, that's the source rock. That's the that's the last of the oil. There's there is some of that left. There's a fair amount of that left. But once that's gone, there's no more oil. And the world, people may or may not understand this to some degree, but the the world runs on oil it runs on diesel and it runs on gas all of these renewable quote-unquote renewable energies the the wind and the solar those are rebuildable machines that harness natural energy flows in in the world those have to be rebuilt the minerals and the and the and the precious metals that have to be mined to create these things or the processes to recycle some of these things to make new machines again, uh, and then the, the battery storage, all of these things, all of that is, is created, manufactured, distributed with oil. Until we get to the point to where we have enough energy to, to do all of those things, industrial technology powered by, quote-unquote, renewable energy, we're completely we're we're at the mercy of oil until we figure out how to not be so yeah a lot of this a lot of the conversation just seems silly because uh, it, it, it seems to not be taking into consideration the fact that we are completely dependent on on this material that's a lot we're not just dependent but where our power comes from uh, when i say power i'm not talking well, about energy power i'm talking about financial power of countries oh, yeah. yeah well that's the other thing is that the countries that decide to not utilize this 
resource for economic growth will be outcompeted by those that do. And what you're going to force a country that's nuclear, that has like nuclear capability and massive armies, you're going to just force them to not do it. No, they'll, yeah. they'll continue to do whatever they want. And in the meantime, outcompete the countries that decide to do this early, whether it's necessary or not. Like, again, this is a very complicated topic. One other thing I'll say, and I have to go, um, the idea that uh, the cloud, Internet, digital technology is also not energy dependent. I think <laughs> at this point right now, globally, the amount of energy it takes to run the servers and the amount of yeah, water it takes yeah. to keep them cool, uh, all the little things that we plug in, all of that, the, the, that sort of energy demand is, is close to 20%. Of, of, of what we use globally. Like it's not, it's not insignificant, uh, but these are, <laughs> these are the idea that you can uh, withdraw from energy consumption because you're going to do things digitally is um, I think that's a little naive. I think it's a little more complicated than that. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it, Jeremy. Yeah. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Coming up, we will uh, get to our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. We've got a $50 gift certificate to the people. We'll get to that coming up after Bronco Sports today. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. It is brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. For all your real estate needs, just call 208-888-4128. All right, uh, uh, Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. Is going to get our uh, first crack at our question. That's my uh, Batman. Is it? Yeah, that's my Batman there. Where's Rachel? Uh, Rachel's on the line. She's going to get first crack at her question, trying to get a $50 gift certificate to La Peep. Uh, Rachel, our question today, there is uh, one person and one person only who has ever played themselves on an episode of Star Trek or any of the Star Trek spinoffs, any of the Star Trek movies. Who is the one person to play themselves in Star Trek? Is it Stephen Hawking? Rachel, you cannot ask me if it's Stephen Hawking that you have to tell me. It's Stephen Hawking. It is Stephen Hawking! Not even an actor. Yes, Stephen Hawking in an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation played poker against holograms of other great scientists in history. Congratulations. Yeah, Yeah, you actually watched the episode. Oh, yeah, my dad was a big Star Trek buff, so that's all we watched. See, I I Uh, love that. You know the answer to the question because you actually saw the episode. Uh, Rachel, Mm -hmm. uh, hang on. We'll get you uh, information how you can get your $50 gift certificate to La Peep for some great food from La Peep. Open uh, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. every day, breakfast and lunch. Got the huge mimosa samples that you can get, too. Uh, If you didn't win this morning, don't forget, we have two more days that we'll uh, give those away. Also, should be uh, getting your text in, SPUDS, right now to 208-336-3700, SPUDS, S-P-U-D-S. You've got about another hour and a half to get that in, and we'll choose one person at random uh, to get the tickets, free tickets, to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Uh, The SPUDS, of course, are going to be fried up, over two tons of it fried up for free to give away as French fries. Once again, SPUDS to 208-336. 3700. News coming up next after the bottom of the hour. We'll get back into our conversation about the uh, summit. We do have some breaking news this morning uh, on Hunter Biden. 
Um, might he be held in contempt of Congress for the announcement that he made this morning? We'll give you an update on that. Plus, uh, other items discussed at the climate summit. It just wasn't that they made an agreement to get rid of fossil fuels. Um, we may see the beginning of the end of us getting to go to In-N-Out Burger, at least to eat meat. What? Meat was discussed. Meat production was discussed at this climate summit. We'll talk about that and more if you want to weigh in. Uh, phone lines are open. You can also email Mike at KBOI.com. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. This is a special report from ABC News. Hunter Biden's statement. I'm Michelle Franzen, ahead of a scheduled testimony before the Republican-led House Committee. Hunter Biden calling the House investigation into his business dealings and impeachment inquiry into his father, President Biden, illegitimate. Hunter Biden speaking in public, acknowledging he had a drug problem and made a bad business decision. Let me state as clearly as I can. My father was not financially involved in my business, not as a practicing lawyer, not as a board member of Burisma, not in my partnership with a Chinese private businessman, not in my investments at home nor abroad, and certainly not as an artist. Hunter Biden has asked that his testify before the committee is made public. The House committee says it will release a transcript of his behind-closed-door testimony later. Hunter Biden defending his father, who says he was there for him through his drug problems. He still faces federal tax-related charges from the special counsel investigation. This is ABC News. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. This is breaking news. Just happening uh, this morning, the committee was due to uh, hear a deposition from Hunter Biden. Uh, Hunter Biden uh, said that um, he is going to decline the request to show up for his deposition, but he'd be willing to do it if it's public. Republicans have already said that this will not be a public deposition, they will release the transcripts uh, later. And if there is a hearing, or when there is a hearing, an actual hearing and not a deposition, Republicans said that that can be public. But they said that this is a deposition. Depositions are almost never public depositions. And there's a lot of reasons for this. Should Hunter Biden, as the son of President Joe Biden, be treated the same as Donald Trump Jr., the son of President Trump? I say yes. By the way, Republicans, back in 2016, when they were in charge of the House, had a hearing on the 2016 election interference from Russia. Donald Trump Jr. was subpoenaed in front of the hearing by Republicans. Guess what? That deposition was also private. This isn't a thing where they're going after Hunter Biden and keeping it private just because he's a Democrat. They, they did the same thing to Donald Trump Jr.'s son. The reason why you don't want depositions to be public is a couple of different easy-to-identify reasons. Number one, you want to find out when you do the deposition and you get answers to questions and the investigation, you want to get answers in private Because there are other people that are going to be deposed that could have knowledge of things that are going on directly with Hunter Biden. And you want to find out if their stories match. 
if you have a deposition that's public and you hear what Hunter Biden is saying publicly, the people that could be called later in a deposition to find out whether or not their stories match now can match because it was public. You also want to see a private deposition because you're going to ask questions to Hunter Biden. And then when or if there is a hearing, those same questions are going to be asked again. And they're going to try to prove whether or not he was telling the truth or not. If his answers in the deposition don't match up to the public hearing and the questions that he gets answered, which one's the lie, which one's the truth? So now we're going to find out, will Hunter Biden, who said he is now skipping the deposition today, unless Republicans agree to do it publicly, which they have said it is not happening, will they hold him in contempt? Contempt of Congress. Because this isn't a request. They didn't ask him, hey, can you please come in so we can talk to you? This is a subpoena. There was another Republican who currently is going through the court process, was found in contempt of court. There are appeals. Steve Bannon, also, for the exact same reasons, didn't show up for his deposition. He said, I'm not showing up for a deposition unless it's held publicly. They refused to hold the deposition publicly, as Steve Bannon requested. Once again, he was subpoenaed. It wasn't a request. He was charged with and found guilty of contempt of Congress. The same exact thing that Hunter Biden is trying to do. Now, Steve Bannon hasn't spent any time in jail because he is going through the appeal process. Don't know how the appeals are going to work out, but um, it's been over a year. Um, That process is still finding its way through the court system. Will he be held in contempt? We don't know. He has been, but like I said, he has appealed the process. Now we get to watch if that's what's going to be going on with Hunter Biden. The other thing, of course, that we are talking about today, the climate summit just ended. I promised as we were going to break, uh, we talked about the agreement that the uh, summit came to after hours and hours of negotiations. Uh, they came to as the final thing, once again, yesterday, just before the end of the summit. Go ahead and turn it up. This is a special- Oops, wrong one. I'm sorry. I apologize. That's my fault. Um, they they agreed, and once again, it's not very clear what they agreed to, uh, other than the fact that they want to finally stop fossil fuels sometime in the future. They didn't say how they're going to do that. They didn't say what the agreement specifically set out. And by the way, oil was never mentioned in the agreement, which one of the biggest fossil fuels that we currently have in our country. Coal, also another one. President uh, Biden has already said he wants to see a decrease of 65% of the use of coal. I'm sorry, 60% of the use of coal in this country over the next decade. The other thing is I was going to break that I told you that uh, I wanted to get to. that the, The use of fossil fuels was not the only thing that was discussed in COP28. The other thing that was discussed was meat production. 
because apparently meat production, all those cows um, farting and burping are causing a whole bunch of global warming. I'm not kidding. This was something that was really discussed. It was discussed at the uh, conference. Take a listen. Well, they imagine that meat production is responsible for 20% of the global warming that's happening. And, of course, that's not true, but they don't really care. Um, you know, they've been after every aspect of our lives, everything, we, you know, our, where we work, uh, what we eat, what we drive, what kind of electricity we use, all these things, every aspect of our lives, all the way down to what kind of toilet paper we use. Um, they want to tell us what to do. But they are never going to give up meat. Just like during COVID, they never gave up their fancy dinners at the French Laundry. They didn't stop traveling to the Bahamas, wherever their vacation homes are. So they're never going to give up meat. They want regular people to have less and be happy with less and have fewer choices. Correct? Of course, the elites like John Kerry are never going to give up their jet travel, their their meat. Al Gore said he wasn't going to give up cheeseburgers, but they expect us to. They expect us to give up everything for the climate. They don't really care. They get a pass. Do cows and goats and, and sheep, do they, what is it, the flatulence? Is that what causes? Yeah, the methane. The- but, of course, methane is irrelevant to climate, but they don't care. Now, uh, Steve, according to The Guardian today, Secretary General of the U.N., and a good friend of yours, Antonio Guterres, <laughs> has called fossil fuel production the poisonous root of the climate crisis, and that it should be dismantled. And you heard John Kerry, we have to get the urgency to dismantle it. And they're mad that the United States this year has actually had more fossil fuel, oil and gas production than I think we've ever had, which uh, is this past year. Sure, we have record fossil fuel production now, as does Even China. Even Biden. That's just the whole world. Look, this is this scam is 35 years old. We are burning more fossil fuel than ever before. Emissions are up 50 percent since 1988 when the climate hoax began. Um, it's just not you know, this is not about emissions. It's about control over that 35 year period. You know, emissions have gone way up. So has their control. Now, they don't care about emissions. Ultimately, they just want to control how we live. And that goes with the EVs, right? So oh, New Jersey bans the sale of, uh, of gas-powered cars in 2035. California is doing it. Even Virginia has Look, provision. That's going to steamroll. They hate cars because cars give us freedom. Okay. So they're going to make us reliant on China for cars. You know, you can't build an EV. Well, our car without, industry is gone. Is our, it not? Our car gone? industry is going to be gone. Yeah. If we do the EV yeah. route. Well, we're going to, EVs are totally dependent on China. As soon as China, you know, as soon as China invades Taiwan and we say anything, that's going to be the end of cars. Yeah. Well, they get rid of the Trump tariffs. They're really gone. Steve. Right. 208-336-3700. Is this more about having power rather than controlling climate change? Go ahead and weigh in with your thoughts. 208-336-3700. Derek, I don't know how you feel. You're not going to be able to sit in line for three and a half hours if this goes through that, you know, unless you get a a near burger or an impossible burger if, uh, you know, they want to get rid of meat. Mike, can't we grow cows in a lab? (laughs) You know, you, you joke. They're trying to do that. They're trying to grow meat in the lab right now to come up with a way to get rid of cows. You're not... You're not wrong. 208-336-3700, pound 670 if you're on your Verizon wireless if you want to weigh in. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 8.54, uh, once again, Chris Walton is uh, out. He claims because his uh, back is out, I still think he's probably sitting in line right now waiting for In-N-Out to open up this morning. Didn't want to wait yesterday. 
Uh, by the way, if you saw my post on, on Facebook, those who know me, those who listen to the station got the joke because I said that I, I went to find out what all the fuss was about yesterday. And then I jokingly said, because I thought I wouldn't have had to wait for six hours, I jokingly said that at 6.30, you know, I got in line at noon at 6.30, here I am just three cars away from being able to place my order. <laughs> Thinking that that just sounded ridiculous and people would get in on the joke going, it wouldn't take that. <laughs> Come to find out, there were people that waited eight hours in line yesterday to get a double, what is it called? A double-double animal style. Yeah. Four by four. <laughs> um, one of the people who did not wait quite that long, uh, our producer, Derek, only hey, had to wait three and a half hours. It wasn't too bad. I watched yeah. Master Chef. I did not look for your car at all. Yeah. <laughs> So the, for those of you who saw, and, and people were writing in on uh, the post, and I got a lot of comments saying, I can't wait to hear what your thoughts were tomorrow morning. So uh, you missed the joke. I, I, if you know me, I will not stand in line. I don't care how great the food is. 10, 15 minutes tops. Uh, eight hours ain't happening, even if you got a gun to my head. I, I'm, I'm going to come up with something else to do. I'll make my own burger for crying out loud. Um, but uh, if you want to weigh in on your thoughts, you can do that. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, once again, we're talking about uh, the new climate agreement that happened yesterday at COP28. Um, not a lot of guidance specifically on what they're going to do, but they said, hey, we're going to get rid of fossil fuels. What does that mean? In, my guess is going to be uh, taxes are going to increase. We're going to be taxed the hell out of using fossil fuels so that it causes you to hopefully use less and less. Is that what it means? I don't know because they were very vague in the agreement that they made, but they were very proud that they made agreement saying that this is the beginning of the end of fossil fuels in the world. Even though the two biggest users of fossil fuels, China and India, didn't agree to it because they're not a part of the 200 nations that take part. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, still on the way for you. Why some of this thing? I, I get it that people want to get rid of fossil fuels, and eventually, um, you know, we're going to eventually, it's a finite resource, going to run out of fossil fuels. But some of the things that are happening in the country to take the place of fossil fuels just ain't working. And I'm giving you a few examples of those because of some things that have happened over the last couple of months that have been canceled that I've been working on. We'll get to that after top of the hour. If you want to weigh in, 208-336-3700. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 905, once again, final 50 minutes to text SPUDS, S-P-U-D-S, SPUDS, to 208-336-3700 for your chance to get those free tickets to next Saturday, the 23rd, famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Utah State, Georgia State's going to be playing SPUDS. Text right now, get you those tickets. Uh, we'll award one person those free tickets at random, coming up here just before 10 o'clock today. So if you'd like to go to the game for free, here's your chance to do that. If you've already texted us, you're in. You're good. If you haven't done so yet, but would like to uh, watch the final football game on the blue this year, uh, even though it's not Boise State, you will have a chance to win those free tickets if you want to text away right now. We, we have had a lot of breaking news this morning uh, in amongst 
talking about, and I knew this was going to take over a lot of our show this morning, uh, the uh, COP28 climate. Once again, that's the uh, climate held by the uh, UN. Um, and it's the 28 number is because this is the 28th summit that they've held. In, it ended up in Dubai yesterday. Once again, we've been talking about the for the first time in history, made an agreement that they will start to see the end of fossil fuels. It didn't say how they're going to do that, didn't say what the specifics necessarily are, but they've made agreement between the 200 nations who take part in the summit to begin to end fossil fuel use in the world. Well, except for the two countries with the biggest use of fossil fuels and, and also Russia, which is in the top five because they don't take part. They're not a part of the 200 nations because, you know, they do what they want anyway. <laughs> uh, we'll get to more of the emails and phone numbers that have been coming in. Uh, part of that climate, by the way, uh, talks. You also heard um, something that was discussed, getting rid of meat production. So we can start eating um, grasshoppers and meat made in labs and things like that. You mean my in and out yeah, we'll soon be, soon be made of of you know weevils and uh, grasshoppers. Possibly. I am not waiting three. If hours they for if that. they want to get rid of meat, or uh, as you mentioned, and I know you were joking, but yeah. they've already begun testing, trying to make meat in labs. Yeah, that's scary. Prime rib mm. in labs, steaks, yeah. hamburgers mm. in labs. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't either. I, I can't say. Let me rephrase that. I'm not going to say I can't, because if you put, you know, a piece of filet down at Ruth's Chris, Oof. you know, made perfectly, like just like the way I like it, Oof. and I cut a piece off and I bite into it, and I go, oh, this is made some of the best meat I've ever had. And then somebody comes up and says, by the way, just so you know, that's not real meat. It was made in the lab. I might change my mind. Oof. Hey, it's better it's better than what was predicted. It's better than Soylent Green. <laughs> Soylent Green is people. That's going way back. Meat meat in a lab is way better than eating people who've become deceased, right? Dog on it. I agree with you, Mike. <laughs> the breaking news we uh, have for you that this this just came in um the house will vote later today officially on whether or not to open an uh, in a, oh God! But I just lost the um, impeachment inquiry. Sorry, <laughs> for some reason I lost the impeachment inquiry out of my head. Um, officially to open an impeachment inquiry uh, into Joe Biden. So they'll vote later today. Um, and what will this? This will allow broader subpoena powers. Um, it will allow more powers to investigate into possible influence peddling between Joe Biden, his son, and uh, businesses in China and uh, the Ukraine. And, and I know that there's just a lot of pushback from Democrats saying that there's nothing there there. Um, and, and if there isn't, great. But if there is, this is this is the job of the House. There should be investigations when there are questions, just like there were investigations about China influencing Trump's election in 2016. The House held investigations. The House had impeachment inquiries over that. And you want to get an answer one way or the other. I'm not saying that there's proof. There could be proof there. But you don't you want to know if our president 
as at the time when he was vice president was being influenced by some of these other countries if there's no proof there great then we know that just like we know now back in 2016 when democrats were claiming that the only reason that trump won the election is because russia influenced the election and we found through the hearings that that was not true that ended up to being false but we found out Instead of here being years later going, oh, the only reason Trump was president the first time is because Russia influenced the election. This is, this is the same thing. We want to get to the bottom of it. If there is something there, then let's find out if there's something there. If there's nothing there, let's find out. There's nothing there. I don't know one way or the other. I just know from some of the things we've seen, some of the payments that Hunter Biden has received, some of the statements that have been made over the past three years. And you can go back actually before that to when Joe Biden was running for president and campaigning. When his first statements on the subject, I have never talked with my son or anybody in my family about business. We now know he lied about that. He's admitted that he has talked about business. We have proof that he has talked about business. So that narrative has changed to now, instead of saying, well, I've, okay, I, I did talk business, but I never you know, was directly involved in any of his businesses. And then you had people like Devin Archer come before Congress under oath saying, no, he was in those meetings um, over 20 different times, he took uh, part in phone calls um, during those discussions that Hunter Biden was having with these companies. So then the narrative had to change again. Well, okay, I, I took part in the meetings, but it was just so that, you know, I could say hi and talk about the weather. I never, you know, had any decision making in, in any of the meetings. And, and, you know, I definitely, there was no money that ever exchanged hands. You know, and then, then you start to see, well, there was money that exchanged hands between his brother and Joe Biden. The narrative changed again to say, well, you know, you know, the, the business, yeah, I, I did receive money, but these were loans that had nothing to do. And, and, and so I have no direct involvement in getting money from any of these companies. Um, so you've got a lot of really weird things. It's, it, it may not be anything. There may be no direct proof. And it is a very high bar that's going to have to be met because you have to show that there is direct money. Uh, it's funny because you hear the back and forth, for instance, on Hunter Biden and the payments of like $1,300 uh, a month that he was uh, making to Joe Biden. And the claim was, well, it was because Joe Biden paid for a very expensive pickup truck for Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden was just paying him back. Okay. That, that's plausible. Uh, but then again, the troubling part of that question would be, okay, so if he buys an expensive truck and dad has to help him out, which a lot of parents help their kids buy trucks, right? Yeah. If, his, if his dad has to help him out, the question then becomes, well, wait a minute. Hunter Biden has already admitted that he was receiving $80,000 a month from Burisma that's pretty good. to be on their board. So if he's receiving $80,000 a month, why does he need $1,300 from dad? Why couldn't he pay his own car payment? Why, why did dad have to help him out if he's making all this money 
from Burisma. And by the way, he's admitted it. He's admitted he made money because he was on the board. That's not in question. So the question is, the money that he was being paid to be on the board of some of these companies, the the, the cars that he was receiving, the jewelry um, that was given to him, is it just because he's a great guy? Is it just because, <laughs> you know, he he's he's got yep. drug problems and you feel sorry for him? Or is there... A reason why that money, the cars, the jewelry, was given to Hunter Biden, who, by the way, admits he has no expertise when it comes to the businesses, Burisma and other businesses like that were doing. So why was he on the board? Why was he getting that money? Was it specifically to try to influence dad? And I think we as a country deserve answers to that no matter i mean you we obviously all have opinions on whether or not you know it was being done or not but don't you think we deserve the investigation don't we think you you deserve um to hear the actual facts of the case or at least trying to get to the facts of the case hearing from hunter biden now hunter in his uh, statements today in addition to saying he refuses to show up for his subpoenaed deposition unless it is public um, said that at no time did he do business with his father. Now, he said that in a statement in front of people at the Capitol today. He hasn't said it under oath. Makes it a little different if you get under oath um, because you lie under oath. You can lie, you can lie in, a, in a press conference. Happens all the time. You can, you, but you're not under oath. There's, there's no power behind that. Lie in front of Congress under oath, and then you get found proven later to be lying, and spend some more time in prison. And he's already up what possibly could be decades in prison from other charges, having to do with drug charges, having to do with not paying his taxes, and having to do with gun and drug charges. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll uh, take a break. That was some breaking news that just came uh, through. So that vote expected a little bit later. Um, we're still talking uh, about the... the I, I want to come up with a name for the COP28 that's different and better than COP28. But the summit that ended yesterday, um, they, they agreed. We don't know the specifics yet, but uh, to have the beginning of end of fossil fuels. And how are they going to do this? How are they going to end it? Nobody knows because they didn't have specifics. As a matter of fact, as part of the agreement, one of the uh, biggest fossil fuels used in the world is oil. Oil is not even mentioned in the agreement. Is that because some of the people taking part and where this took part, Saudi Arabia, that's where the summit took part, um, they're known for exporting oil. 208 336 3700 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. Uh, we got some emails to uh, get to, um, including some person that uh, called me uh, a horrible human because I don't think that uh, I agree with wanting to get rid of all fossil fuels. Uh oh. Yeah, they, they, they don't agree with me. Um, and that's fine. We can, we can agree to disagree. Um, our phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
The language purposely vague, but as the president of the climate summit, Sultan Al-Jabir sees it, It is an enhanced, balanced, but make no mistake, historic package to accelerate climate action. The agreed deal says the transition will be done in a way that gets the planet to net zero greenhouse gas emissions in 2050. And it projects a world peaking its growing carbon pollution by 2025. Tom Rivers, ABC News at the Foreign Desk. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Been taking your thoughts this morning. Can we be, be net neutral by 2050 by getting rid of fossil fuels? Man, if they're going to get rid of fossil fuels, they got a lot of work to do. 60% of America's electricity right now is produced by fossil fuels. 60%. We're talking coal and natural gas. So that 60%, if you want to wipe this out by 2050, would have to be replaced by solar, by wind. Can it be done? Jane Doe writes in, it's pitiful. You would mock India for pollution. Your ancestors looted and pillaged India and America in order to advance technologically has polluted more than India ever could in a thousand years. America exported their cheap trash called plastics to the world. It is even more criminally culpable than any other country for their evil in the world. Dow Jones is an American company. You are a pathetic human. No way. You're I, I, you know, I, I don't know how you know who my ancestors were because I couldn't tell you if they were around, you know, to pillage and uh, pollute India and America. I, I mean, I know where my ancestors come from, you know, Germany, but I, I, I don't know if they were pillaging and causing problems with pollution in India for the last thousand years. But apparently, you seem to know. And by the way, I wasn't mocking. I was giving facts. If you don't like the facts, don't argue with me. Don't say I'm a horrible human being. I just gave you facts. If you don't like the facts, you know, just do like everybody else and don't believe them. Call them poppycock. But I, was, I wasn't mocking them. I was saying, stating facts that right now, at this point in history, China and India... I know she didn't mention China there. China and India are number one and number two when it comes to pollution, producing pollution. Number one and number two when it comes to producing CO2 due to fossil fuels. And they aren't a part of this agreement. Clay Out West writes in, we will have to rewrite history books now because the evil buffalo hunters that current history books portray as bad guys for wiping out an estimated 50 to 60 million buffaloes to starve Native Americans were actually the first environmentalists, saving us for millions and millions of tons of methane into our atmosphere. That's right. Will, will, will history be rewritten? We're, we're the people that killed all the buffalo and starved the American Indian. Native Americans, were, were they actually, in, instead of horrible human beings, they were actually the beginning of environmental system here in the United States. Darren and Cuna writes in, as for eating burgers or lab-grown meat, I hunt and I will poach if need be. 
you know, unless they get rid of unless they get rid of them all. I guess I could start hunting too. Um, yeah, I, I, I poaching already is illegal. You know, I hope you're not doing saying that you're doing that now. Gary from Nampa says you can't eat grasshoppers because they're meat. Keep in mind, Gary, they don't want to do away with cows and sheep just because they're meat. They want to do away with cattle because they produce methane gas. Grasshoppers don't produce methane gas, so it's perfectly fine to eat your double-double grasshopper animal style because it doesn't produce methane. I did not know that. Yeah. Thank you. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. Phone lines are open if you want to get through right now. Email us. Chris, or don't email Chris. He's out today once again out with a back problem. Uh, but you can email me if you want. Mike at KBOI.com. We'll take a break. More on the way. News is coming up next. Broadcasting from the Auto Ranch Studios on 93.1 FM and 670 AM. We are News Talk KBOI. 9.35, Chris Walton is uh, out, it's, uh, just me today, I apologize. Um, if you want to email Mike at KBOI.com, take part in the show over the past uh, final two segments, you can do that. You can also call 208-336-3700, phone lines are open this morning, uh, email, and says the only back problem Chris probably has is that he's back of the back of the line at in and out <laughs> I can confirm that there were people that did camp out again last night in order to get their food this wow. morning. Wow. And you, you had, once again, Derek, our producer, um, took a lunch yesterday um, because he knew he, wasn't gonna, he was going to be in line for a long time. Um, three and a half hours to get through, but you talked to some of the people there yeah. and asked how long these lines were going to be like this, and they said for the next two to three months. Yeah, that's true. And, um, and, and there are different times you can go, too. Um, if you're there at noon and you're there at five thirty, it could be eight hours. I'm I'm thinking maybe the best time to probably go, like twelve fifty five a.m. I thought you were right before say they that. close at one o'clock in the morning. Because how many people you know? Well, no, that's all. So I thought that too. But here's the thing: they go so at seven o'clock they close the line for the drive-through. What? Because it there's was so many four. people in line at yeah. seven o'clock at night that you can't be in line waiting for your food until one o'clock in the morning. Well, yeah, that's what they told us. I, I said, wow. "How do you make sure the people that get in line at midnight?" She said, "Oh no, we close the line. We're closing it real soon." And it was seven seven fifteen. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, do you have what is going on today? We have had more breaking news stories to uh, share with you this morning that I think I can ever remember. Starting in January, it'll be five years that I've been here. I can't remember how many breaking news stories that we've had. This one, however, uh, hits close to home, and this one is going on right now, very serious. All schools within the Valley View School District have been canceled today due to an anonymous bomb threat, according to district officials. In a Facebook post, Valley View School District announced that it had received the threat identifying all schools in the district. Students are to return home for the day. The district stated that staff and students have been cleared from the buildings uh, already. Parents picking up their children must show identification before they're allowed to take the children off of school grounds. Valley View School District said that high school students capable of driving have been sent home. Students that are currently on buses are being returned home. Student resource officers and the bomb uh, bomb commander are investigating the threat to determine if the threat is legitimate or not. So once again, this is breaking news. It just came in a little while ago. 
according to KTVB, who has uh, shared this story, all schools within the Valley View School District have uh, canceled their classes for the day, canceled this morning due to an anonymous bomb threat. That's according to Valley View School District officials. We'll keep you updated as we hear more here on News Talk KBOI. But if you have kids in the Valley View School District and have not heard or have not gone to pick up your kids yet, uh, you might want to uh, do that. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. The uh, summit, COP28 summit, just uh, climate summit, just ended. And uh, apparently they fixed everything. They've, they've fixed it. They're going to uh, see, we're going to see the beginning of the end of fossil fuels. Now, they haven't laid out specifically how that's going to happen, but they've made an agreement. That was one of the final things that they did before um, they ended the summit late last night. They came to agreement for the first time ever to end the use of fossil fuels among the 20 nations who take part in this. Don't know when that's going to begin. Don't know how it's going to happen, but they're going to do it because they haven't specifically laid it out. And not only that, um, the biggest use of fossil fuel, of course, is oil. And nowhere in the agreement was oil ever mentioned, Hmm. which is kind of strange. Well, taking your phone calls and emails this morning and your thoughts, uh, part of the conference, they also talked about getting rid of cattle because cattle production causes a massive amount of methane gases in our atmosphere that they claim is causing global warming. Going to stop eating meat? Nope. The government comes and says, you're, you're done. You got to eat either insects or lab-grown meat. Mm. Kevin Caldwell, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning, guys. Hey, this is such a farce. This whole thing, I knew it was a farce the minute they called it cow farts. Um, <laughs> I grew up, my family had a, had a cattle ranch from the time I was born till about till I was 50 years old. I'm 60 now. And when I was a kid, I got the wonderful job of riding drag and pushing those cows into the high desert in Nevada. And that means riding behind the herd. And never in my life did I ever see a cow fart. So I knew something was wrong from the minute they mentioned that phrase. And I'd been on the hunt for probably the last 15 years as to why, 10 to 15 years since this came out, as to why they were doing this. And I could never find anything except fake YouTube videos of, of, you know, cows uh, doing their business and people making funny sounds with their mouths. But uh, the fact behind it, somebody who grew up like me, who was a chemist a lot smarter than I, he said the same thing, and he did the research and found out, yes, cows don't fart. They belch, and they belch the methane. But they have done the studies all the way through, and the methane that the cows produce is utilized to grow plants. And the amount of methane they produce is, is the amount it takes to grow the plants that the cows eat. Therefore, it's a closed circle. Every bit of methane they produce is the fertilizer for the plants to grow that feeds the cows. So the offset is zero. And when you look at this kind of stuff and you see that, you know, they're lying to start with, and then they, they come at you with, with uh, you know, how, how bad it's going to hurt the environment, but they don't want to tell the truth, you know something's wrong. 
you know that they're lying. You know that they're up to some sort of strange agenda. And I don't know what that agenda is or why, but it's a lie. Yeah. It's 100% lie. I, 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 think, I, I, I think it's about, it's about money. You get you get you get government money, taxpayer money thrown at you to continue to investigate, to continue to study. You get subsidies to do that. You get to raise taxes on people, and you've seen this in other countries. They're already doing it in, uh, I believe it was uh, either Sweden or the Netherlands. I think it's the Netherlands where they are starting to tax cattle ranchers by the amount of methane that their cattle produce, so that they all their their choices either left to get rid of their cattle or pay the fine or pay the increased taxes. And, and along those lines, I mean, I've been for the last 30 years growing trees. I'm a small, my, my brother got the family ranch and I went out and did my own thing and, and I grow trees for a living. And I had at one point in time about 120 acres, 120 acres of nursery trees, which I shipped all around the country and I thought, well, if there's anybody who should ever get a check for carbon credits, because that's what they talked about, mm-hmm. and they are writing checks for carbon credits, yeah. they never approached a single nurseryman, not a single person in the business ever got a check. It's going to people who are politically connected, who buy off some piece of forest land or have a ranch somewhere with, with pine trees. They'll give those people the money, but not the people who actually contribute to it. So this whole thing is just a money shift. Well, and, and people should just keep that in mind you would have a lot more people that would probably you know believe that maybe some of this is true but you mentioned it how many times have they been caught whether it's a lie of omission or an actual out and out lie i mean you can look at al gore and how many times he's you know raised alarm saying glaciers will all be gone by 2015 are, are glaciers gone? Whoops. No, we still have glaciers, and sometimes they, they grow more than other years. Antarctica will cease to have ice. We sh- that's, the ice in Antarctica should be gone right now. But you have these politicians like Al Gore, John Kerry, making claims like this that end up not being true, and then you have these same people that saying, hey, we have to get rid of fossil fuels. Well, you have to. I still have to fly on my private plane to go to these summits, and I have this huge climate you know, fossil fuel footprint, but but I'm doing good business. You, as just an average, everyday American citizen, are a horrible human being, and you shouldn't be allowed to fly or, you know, drive a vehicle that uses gasoline. But I, in doing my government business and trying to stop climate change, need to be flying around the country. If If they weren't so hypocritical, you might get people that would start to be, all right, they must actually believe it because, look, you know, John Kerry has sold his private plane. Well, actually, claimed he didn't have a private plane, but then finally admitted that his wife did, which he was using. Um, you know, I don't know in which state he lived in that isn't a community property state. But um, if he sells his private plane and no longer flies, or if he has to fly in instances, uses you know commercial planes, and then only flies when he has to, like if it goes to the summit. This summit was set up so that people could take part by computer, Zoom, Zoom, like Zoom calls. It was set up to do that so that the, the climate footprint of flying there would be much less. However, in using computers, we, we know that that also increases your, your climate output also. Um, thank you for the call, Paul or uh, Kevin. Appreciate it. Um, 
John writes in, the anti-oil crowd are a bunch of hypocrites until they lead by example and live the life that doesn't use anything related to oil in any fashion, walking, wearing plant matter, eating food grown in their yard year-round. I just roll my eyes and shake my head, and I will continue to mock the uh, hypocrisy. And that's kind of what I was just saying there. Thank you uh, for that email. Wayne writes in, first, we've heard the alarmist before saying we were running out of oil. This was propaganda way back in the 1970s and 80s and gave the rise to such bad policies as biofuels. Secondly, we use fossil fuels for our base load power, something that renewables cannot do. The only way to reduce hydrocarbon use at this time is to conserve, change our habits, and to create base load power in the form of electricity using nuclear fission. When we come back, that nuclear fission, the idea of nuclear fission in the form of a one-of-a-kind, small, modular nuclear reactor that has been worked on for the past two decades, saying this could be this could be the example of a way to get rid of using so much of our fossil fuels. And some of this was taking place right here in our state, some of the studies going on this. Um, that, that dream is now dead. I'll tell you why when we come back. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. I, I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I have had uh, at least three emails this morning um, saying basically the same thing. Didn't the Boise mayor fly to Dubai for the for the uh, summit, and I've had three people ask that question. I, is that true? Did Mayor McLean attend the uh, summit in Dubai? Because if she did, my first question would be, "What the hell for?" And my second question would be, "Did she, you know, walk and take electric vehicles, or did she get on a plane and fly?" Because there's, I, 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 I don't know. I don't want to say that it happened, but I have got three people who have uh, emailed in saying that she did. So if you know for sure, let me know. I wanted to get to this uh, before the end of the show uh, here today because it, it kind of ties in to what we're talking about this morning um, and why I don't necessarily see what the conference on uh, climate change is going to be able to do when it comes to fossil fuels. A project to build the first-of-a-kind small modular nuclear reactor power plant was terminated last month. Another blow to Biden's administration's uh, clean energy agenda following the cancellations also last month of two major offshore wind projects. Oregon-based New Scale Power has the only small modular nuclear reactor designed certified for use in the United States. Now, for its first project, the company was working with a group of Utah utilities to demonstrate a six-reactor plant at the Idaho National Laboratory generating enough electricity to power more than 300,000 homes. Sounds great, right? Sounds good. 300,000 homes with a small modular nuclear power plant? project was supposed to come online starting in 2029, was supposed to replace electricity from coal plants that are closing when combined with wind and solar. The advanced nuclear technology is intended to help municipalities and public power utilities in several western states limit so-called planet warming greenhouse gas emissions from the power sector. Instead, New Scale and the Utah Utilities announced last month they have terminated the project after a decade of working on it. Cancellation comes as two large shore wind projects in New Jersey were also canceled amid high interest rates. And get this, a failure to be able to obtain 
more desired tax credits. The announcement by Danish energy giant Orsted was the latest in a series of setbacks for the U.S. offshore wind industry and a blow to President Joe Biden's goal to have 30 gigawatts of offshore wind power by 2030, enough to power 10 million homes. That plan now dead. Energy Department under three presidents has provided more than $600 million since 2014 to support the design, licensing, and sitting of a small modular reactor power plant near Idaho Falls. $600 million, and you don't think this is about money. That money just goes poof. It will not be happening after spending $600 million. By the way, the mayor did go. Did go. I just got a call. You heard part of it. I couldn't get Steve on, but he said he's from the mayor's office. She did go. Wow. Don't know why. Uh, Steve, we got about 20 seconds here real quick. You know what? These guys with this uh, climate hoax, they've been pushing this for years. We tried electric batteries. We've had battery failure after battery failure. If you look back over the last 40 years, I've been watching this, and it is a hoax. And Ilana Rubel comes out and tells me it's settled science, and it's not. <laughs> There's no, there, there is no, the time Steve, thank you. They are lying we're, to us. Yeah, we're up on time. By the way, there's no such thing as settled science. That's mm-hmm. why it's called science. You continually evaluate <laughs> and study. There's no such thing as settled science. Thank you for the phone calls and emails. Uh, hopefully Chris will be back. He gets his in and out, and uh, he'll be back tomorrow. Final <laughs> chance, by the way. We're going to give you a couple more minutes. If you want to text... Once again, 208-336-3700, text SPUDS, S-P-U-D-S. Right now, one person is going to get a free pair of tickets to the Idaho Potato Bowl. Final chance to text and win.